Hi, and welcome to Going Within is the new Going Out. It's your mindset coach, Carol Ann Reed here, and together in this podcast, we're going to be tuning out from the outside world and deep diving within. Because after all, that's where the magic happens. In this week's episode, we're going on a deep dive into why your wounds actually hold your wisdom. And how when you begin your own healing journey from the inside out, that your past becomes like a part of your power, that you'll no longer feel trapped in fear of judgment, guilt, blame or shame, and instead start to feel really free and at peace with who you are and actually recognise that the journey that you've been on, no matter how rock and roll or painful that it's been, that actually you can take so much from it and it actually shapes you into who you are. So, I don't know about you, but I was certainly told from a young age that should something happen, you just kind of dust yourself off. Come on, you'll get over it. Let it go. Let it go was another one, isn't it? There's worse people off than you in the world. Basically, bury how you're feeling. Crack on, ideally, with a bit of a smile. Yet, So many people due to this are walking around with hidden wounds from their past. And in particular, in the job that I do, I get to hear the inner experiences and the deep wounds that have been silenced over the years and then lugged around for decades. I know for many, like myself, feels like a skeleton in the closet. Feels like deep shame and what if... And most people wait for this breaking point before they even go in and inside and do any of the healing work. But it hasn't got to be that way. You don't have to wait till you've hit rock bottom until the pain gets too much before you then go inside and actually do some of this healing work. So your wounds carry so much wisdom. And in the moment when you're going through those experiences, it's painful shameful, there may be guilt, regret, it's near impossible in fact in those life moments to even begin to imagine that there could possibly be any form of light at the end of the tunnel, never mind wisdom or personal power. But come with me, I'm going to share with you today a very personal story for no other reason than to empower you to reflect at yourself, at your life, at your own events and the wounds that you may have and see how actually that even right now you may be sat on so much unawakened wisdom. So I've always been, especially growing up, that the good girl. I love to hear, well done, you've done great. I'd always strive to do well at school. I just kind of want to blend in. I like to be liked. And I was my friend's friend who the mum always said, oh, we just love having Caroline over for tea. But there was a definite part of me that always craved excitement, risk, adventure. I was also the kid behind closed doors that made the Monopoly board into a Ouija board. So when you turned it over, I wanted to connect to this, to something else. I loved the feeling of, oh, it's going dark. Let's just have five more minutes. I used to take my friends locally to this marshland and we'd go hunting like investigators for for murderers' weapons and, oh, the imagination that went into it, and even from a really young age, this risk element to it. But I suppressed it in fear of being different. 
But that just didn't serve me. I remember when I hit my late teens, early 20s, that there was just this part of me that just really began, like the voice got too loud. The good girl role just wasn't serving me anymore. And that's when I started working outside of my hometown in like bars. And then I started um, dancing on the bars. And then kind of found myself on stage that just happened to have a pole in the middle of it. You can see where I'm going. You can use your imagination with this. In fact, sounds weird. You don't have to use your imagination to page <laughs> that if you don't want. But you get where I'm going. And I suppose the only way to sort of describe it is I began going down this path that deep down I knew wasn't for me, but it was almost like I couldn't stop it. There was a part of me that was thriving off this adventure, off this risk of, and I ended up going down this path. And there was, there was a lot of late nights, there was parties, there was very dangerous people, people that I would never usually associate with, but there was a part of me that strangely did. And I began trusting people who I genuinely thought were friends at the time, but were in fact so incredibly dangerous. And now I know to be narcissists. And I don't use that word lightly at all. And where this led me was I had, had met someone and there were drugs and mental abuse bit by bit, the mind games, witness violence. And, and it wasn't until there had been an incident where I wanted to leave. He'd taken my phone and I wasn't able to leave. And two days went by and I ended up having to quite literally tiptoe out of this apartment. And I genuinely didn't know if it was going to be something that I would be able to even get away with doing. The only, the only way that I knew what day of the week it was, was on the TV, there was fireworks around Big Ben. So I knew that we'd actually gone into the new year. And as I opened up the bolt on the door and walked down the stairs, tiptoeing and just not knowing if someone was gonna grab me. And I remember getting in my car, I was not in a fit state to, to drive, but the things that you do when you're in those situations, that was literally life or death. And I drove home and the feelings of shame and guilt and regret, and not even anger, there, were, there wasn't any anger or sadness at, at the time. It was fear and shame and I never told anyone. And I carried that experience around. I left where I was working, where I was basically living and I, I, I actually left everything that I owned there. I've never got it back to this day. And I began to try to rebuild my life. And I started with a new haircut, a new wardrobe, trying to find a new job. But this pain, this shame, this guilt was excruciating. And I carried it around, just trying to paint on this face, this smile. And I just found myself wrapped up in complete anxiety, lost trust in myself. And this caused such a deep wound. How did I let myself, no one, no one forced me to go and work there. No one forced me to go and meet these people. And how did I spiritually neglect myself so much? and find myself in this kind of position. And I was just a shell of a person. And when I say spiritually neglected myself, it wasn't like I had a deep spiritual connection at that time. But in hindsight, my intuition was screaming at me day and night. The red flags were everywhere I looked. 
but I, I completely turned a blind eye. So this level of trust that I just didn't have in myself and other people anymore. And it felt like I was carrying a huge, heavy secret. It held me back when I started my business. I knew I wanted to run my own business. So I started working in different areas, like, like that whole rebuild thing. But in the back of my mind, it was what if people found out? What if people found out what I used to do? What if people found out about the incident? What if I get judged? The what if was so powerful that it kept me massively playing small. Doubted myself. My inner talk, the only way to describe it was just foul. Absolutely foul. And it was, I reached that kind of, there's got to be another way. I don't know if you can resonate with that, but just, you just find yourself. It wasn't a, I didn't drop to my knees in that moment. I'd done that a few times before and that still didn't, I still didn't reach out to anyone. It was just like this, come on, it's got to be something. So I reached out and I actually got support. I started working with a coach. We used hypnotherapy, life coaching and began the inner work around releasing anxiety. But I avoided talking about what had happened at all costs. I, cause I walked in even to this therapist with this smiley face. I was great at that. Smiley face and I'm good, thank you. How are you? Please don't ask the questions. Please don't ask the questions. I even tried to like manipulate the sessions so that we didn't go deep. Like it just felt too big, too heavy. And I even felt guilty. I remember this. I thought, God, if I was to put this on her and share, what would she think of me? And I'd feel guilty even having her try to unravel this for me. Like, poor therapist, poor coach. Who was I to even think that? And eventually, once I started to work on the surface level mindset, I began to get more structure in my life. I worked a lot with gratitude and I really enjoyed those sessions with her. And then I got the bug. <laughs> I got this bug for wanting to try different things. And uh, kinesiology was something that I worked with. Um very spiritually led kinesiology and hypnotherapy. And then I got introduced to neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And it was in that where it became evidence to me that, okay, it's time, but it's also safe. It's safe to do this inner work and I won't get judged. And the wisdom through working through that with the likes of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP and timeline therapy in particular, the wisdom that I've been able to extract from that, in particular, that traumatic um, experience and time in my life, it's immeasurable. I've recognized through that, once I've healed the trauma, the pain, the, the guilt, the shame, that actually I found a part of myself that I do thrive off adventure and excitement and risk. That's who I am. And instead of hiding that part away and, and only letting it out after midnight, I embrace that part of myself now and actually live my life ticking those boxes. And that in itself has helped to shape not only who I am, but actually what I do, how I work. I know I love variety. So I've shaped my profession so I work in a varied way with different clients and there isn't one day that's the same as the day before. That lights me up. And until we actually look back and begin to connect those dots, and it's the same with the narcissistic relationships. Had I not have actually done that inner work and recognised that I was drawn to narcissistic relationships and it was a pattern, it was a repeating pattern, 
without recognizing that and doing the inner work, am I now able to, one, understand that that was a reoccurring event for me, recognize why, what part of me never felt enough, what part of me needed the healing, and heart healing has been a huge piece of that for me, and like, how to avoid in the future. I'm a much stronger, resilient, know who I am. Not a chance would that kind of relationship ever come into my life now. But I had to go through those and grow through those experiences to be able to recognise and avoid in the future. I now trust my intuition. I trust my choices. I feel it's safe to be myself and that I'm so much stronger than I ever imagined back then. And living with wounds and trauma take strength as well. If you're sat there now and you're like, gosh, yeah, I've, I've been through something that I've never been able to share with anyone. I have so many clients that say to me, this is the first time I've ever verbalized this in my life to anyone else. Oh, the, the sense of relief that you can see washing over them once they see that it's safe, that it's a complete judgment-free zone and that actually that in itself is so therapeutic and healing and that takes strength to carry it, to get through what you've been through and then there's just a whole other strength to owning it and working through it but my gosh does that awaken another level of courage and strength that you carry it forward like a torch and I've seen this myself but I've seen it a lot with the people that I get to work with is that they then light the way for others. It breaks generational chains of silencing and burying. So if their child, neighbour, spouse, colleague was to ever utter any words of, I think that that I've experienced, it's okay, it's safe to talk about that. And because you're able to own what you went through. I mean, I'm sat here now and never in a million years did I ever think I'd, I mean, I wasn't able to speak to a therapist about it, yet here I am recording it, knowing that it's going to go out onto multiple platforms and I'm speaking to you, to your beautiful self right now. Never did I think in that moment, from my heart to yours, I'd be able to talk about this in such an open way. But that's the power of healing. And it's freed me to grow my business to the level that it is. It's freed me to hold the space to work with clients to the level that I do. It's freed me to be able to parent as consciously as possible. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. It's the, the freeing and the inner peace that comes with it. And whether that's your health, you may have been through something where you've had ill health. Coming through that, you may carry trauma. What wisdom can you take from that? How do you treat your body now? You've had a health scare. What do you value about yourself and your health? Like, there's a great saying I heard the other day that went something like, healthy people wish for a million things. Ill people wish for one thing. And it's so true, isn't it? And it's not until we go through that do we really embrace it. But the same with wealth. If you've been through debt, if you've been through trauma, because trauma isn't just, and we go into this a lot in these episodes, trauma is not just a near-death experience, physical, mental, sexual abuse. There are so many different ways that we can experience trauma and that that imprints into us. So if you've been through 
addiction or someone you love's been through addiction or you're in debt, like what lessons and wisdom can you take as you're going through this journey, but also reflecting back the choices that you've made, wisdom in that, the relationships, the business, so much wisdom lives within your experiences and that's the good, the bad and the ugly. And there's a powerful exercise that I would love to share with you that you can sort of reflect on yourself, whether you're listening to this on the go, if you're sat down and you're like, I've got my pen to paper, like whatever that is for you. I'd invite you to create a timeline, either in your mind or written down to the most powerful, but a timeline of milestone and pivotal moments in your life. Like I said, the good, the bad, and the fugly. (laughs) And then once you've written that down, this might be from your younger years through to where you are now, what was each milestone moment leading you towards? And are there any lessons that you can take from that experience? And I know for myself that with what I went through in that one example, in that one example when it was just one road had led to another, I now recognise, like I've shared, I had to go through that life experience that I now feel blessed that I went through that in my 20s. Some people might say it stole the years from me in my 20s. No, I was able to learn that kind of life lesson in my 20s so I can go into my 30s with a level of wisdom that has empowered me to go to where I am now. It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter whether you're listening to this in your 70s or 80s. There's always tomorrow. What could you take forward into tomorrow? And I would love to hear any reflections and thoughts. And you know, I'm sure you know this by now that it's the safest space to do so. And whether you comment below, whether you reach out, and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would be so grateful if you could share this with a friend who you just know would love it too. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when next week's drops. Sending you all the love and light.